Hey guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip hop started right here in New York City. And we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop. How's it going, everyone? This is Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas, live at Hamburg Brewing Company in Hamburg, New York, for another edition of the Go Along podcast. And uh, I'm really fired up for this one, Jim. We've got a very special guest through the miracles of Zoom, live from the best city in the country, Nashville, Tennessee, Mason Kinsey, the wide receiver, about to bust onto the scene. What's going on, Mason? Not much, man. Glad to be here. How's life? I mean, we, I know we were kind of BSing before we uh, hit record, but I mean, living in Nashville, there, there's worse places to be. It's, I know, yeah. know you're in OTAs, you know, you got, you got a job and everything, but you got to maybe make your way down to winners or losers there in Midtown and <laughs> have a little fun, I hope. Yeah, it's a cool city. It's close to home too, so my family's right down the street. So um, a lot of good people out here, though. A lot of good people, um, you know, eat, within football and without football, just great city, great people. It's close to home. So, um, definitely makes sense. Um, I like it a lot though. Awesome. And just for people who don't know, um, Mason latched down with the Titans before last season, you were there during training camp, spent the majority of the season with the Patriots on the P squad. Right. And then returned to Tennessee, uh, division three, Barry college, 203 catches for 3,343 yards, 50 touchdowns, just insane production. And, I mean, we've seen these uh, Cinderella stories before, Jim. You've seen them. Well, you know, Mason, as a former Southeast scout uh, with the New Orleans Saints, I never went to Barry College to scout. Now, when did football start there? So, football started there. They had three seasons before my class got there. So I graduated high school in 2016, um, went there on my visit and uh, <clears throat> went there on my visit. I loved it. Loved the people there. Loved the community. My family loved it. Um, but they had just started their football program for three years and they had gotten better every season. Um, and then we went on my after my freshman year. So our freshman year, we went nine and one. Then I think we went. 11 and one. Then I think we went nine and two and then nine and two again, maybe. So we went and we won four straight conference championships. So it was fun. This NFL, like I, I played division three football. Tyler played division three football. My dad coached it forever. I mean, is it something, did it NFL enter your mind at any, like, did it ever really enter your mind or, you know, was it always just, Hey, give me a shot. I'll show you what I can do type attitude. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that was my dream growing up as a kid. So I always wanted to play in the league. Um, and I had some crazy stuff happen with colleges and offers fall through and offers get pulled. And, you know, I, I believe God's plan's perfect. So I ended up right where I needed to be. And it was two hours away from my house, um, around great people, great coaches. And, 
I always had the mindset of no matter where I was, that was my dream. And that's what I was going to work towards. Um, and me and a bunch of my buddies, you know, live by Proverbs 14, 23, all hard work leads to profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So I'll just put in my mind that I'm going to do everything I can and I'm going to work as hard as I can. And, you know, whatever the result is, is what's going to happen. I don't necessarily have control of the results. I can just produce as much as I can produce and work as hard as I can. And then it's all going to work out. And it did. And it was a blessing. And, um, I love Tennessee. I loved it when I first got here and I was upset when I left, but um, I was really happy when I had the opportunity to come back. So um, definitely a blessing for sure. How did you handle the Titans drafting a couple of receivers this year? Is that, is that like you don't even have to – you just stay focused on your job? Or do you see that they draft some guys and you're like, hey, I got to just keep fighting? Yeah, I mean, my job is just to come in and do whatever I can for the team, you know. Um, and – be the best version of myself and whatever they need me to do, then I'm, I'm here to do it and, and just try and do whatever I can to help the team. You know, if, if, if I needed to be the long snapper or I needed to grab Gatorade for the players, I would do it. So um, that, that's just, that's just what I'm, what I'm about. I just show up every day with the mindset that I'm going to improve and I just try and attack every day um, with a positive mindset and just try and improve on my game and try and do whatever I can to help the team. Have you heard him? No need for Julio Jones. You know, he just says, Get, stay out of Tennessee. They don't, they don't need him down there. But no, it's really, though, like with that D3, I was blown away by the, just how good the talent was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, granted, I never had any faint hope of playing professionally in my entire life. But, like, I, I, I couldn't believe that St. John Fisher, just how good the players were. Oh, yeah. It was just kind of like, Everybody there might have been a, a tick slower or a, a few pounds lighter or just missing something physically um, that the D1 players didn't they had. And in terms of skill, though, I mean, you're oh, yeah. everybody's skilled. And, and then you proved that you do have those physical attributes when you had the chance to show it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we played Mary Harden Baylor, who ended up winning the national championship my junior year. And they could have beaten a lot of D1 teams, in my opinion. Um, and they were out of Texas, and they they beat us down pretty bad. But, you know, we were so used to dominating the teams in our conference and dominating our conference set. And we had my freshman year, we got gypped out of a playoff bid because in D3, you technically split the conference championship if someone beats you head-to-head, -head, so we didn't get the automatic bid. And then my sophomore year, we played the number one defense in the country in D3. They were allowing like 18 yards rushing a game or something ridiculous in St. Thomas. They were in Minnesota. Um, and we got down pretty quick to those guys. I think it was 22 to zero at, in the first quarter. And we ended up losing 29 to 17 maybe or something like that. But it, took, it was kind of a shock. Like, okay, like these teams are probably better than the teams that we were used to playing. And – especially when we got to Mary Harden Baylor, like you got guys that are transferring from Southern Miss that were three stars and guys that are doing this, like both their corners are six, three. And you're like, how are these guys not D one? Like how, what, what is like, what's making them get overlooked to an extent. But I know a lot of guys, like for me, even as an example, I went to visits on D two schools and had offers from D two schools and another D two school that was in the same city, five minutes down the road from Barry. And I chose Barry over the D2 school just because of education and the quality of the school and just the culture and, 
you know, things like that. So there's a lot of other aspects and things that people look at as far as, you know, making those decisions. And sometimes it's just, what do you think is best for you? And regardless of sports, you know, on top of just education, like Barry has a great education. So, um, yeah, but there's a lot of good players and you're starting to see them come out too. I mean, the kid from, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, I believe maybe. Um, yeah. And Barry actually the just, belly breathe, right? That's right. Yeah. And Barry actually just scheduled their third game this year is at Wisconsin Whitewater. So, you know, get another chance to go at another team that's prevalent in the D three division and see how we match up, you know? So, um, it's fun though, man. It, it's a lot of fun. And we had a great atmosphere at Barry too, man. And a lot of people in the Rome community and our community showed up. So it was always fun, man. It was always fun. Mason, did you have a pro day at Barry College or did you get into a, another pro, another school's pro day? Yes, yeah, so I was trying to get into the Georgia pro day, but right. um, that they didn't usually, work. They usually don't let, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, it was closed. Yeah, it was closed. So I ended up going to Kennesaw State nice. and had a pro day there. So, um, and it was a lot, it was actually an open pro day. So there was a lot of guys that showed up. Brandon Kemp, who's my teammate who went to Valdosta yeah. State, offensive lineman, he was there. Um, <clears throat> there was a receiver. There was also another receiver there that I think ended up signing somewhere. Uh, Bronson Rick Steiner, who, if you know, um, Rick and Scott Steiner, the WWE wrestlers. So oh, yeah, it's, I remember Steiner. Yeah, so it's one of their sons. Uh, he actually <laughs> went to Kennesaw State. He ended up signing with the Ravens. So it was good. I mean, it all worked out. So um, a lot of teams showed up. It was cool. How much pressure did you feel for that pro day? Because, you, know, you know, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're not, you know, in the spot V1, you got to perform on those days. Did you only do one pro day or did you have, did you go, okay, just one? Yes, sir. I just did, I just did one. I mean, the biggest thing for me, obviously, was level of competition was the question. Um, and I played outside receiver at, at Barry and we, we ran a lot of deep stuff. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was, is he fast or is everybody he's playing slow? Like what is this guy's speed actually like, you know, and that's just kind of the question that comes with it. So um, I went, I trained at Chip Smith performance. He's a great guy um, in Georgia. Um, he, he does a really good job and uh, he got me ready. I mean, I just wanted to go out there and show that I belonged and that, you know, I could put up numbers that from guys that were in the draft or guys other people were looking at just showing that I belonged in the group coming from a smaller school so I wouldn't say pressure I just you know I just wanted to prove my set to myself and prove to everybody else that I kind of belonged in in that conversation did you have multiple offers after the draft um or was it did, like did you pick Tennessee or did, were they like first one first come uh there was a lot of stuff that came into the the conversations I honestly couldn't even remember the teams that I talked ended up talking to I really couldn't how, wild, even, how many isn't it wild after the draft oh yeah yeah it gets hectic <laughs> <laughs> just like talking to this person talking to that person it's, Shane was calling it's me it's, or, yeah, it's wild but um as I think Tennessee was the first team to call <clears throat> and that that said a lot to me and it was close to home and you know heard nothing but great things about the organization from the beginning of the whole process so I was like I'm in you know, I didn't even want to really go through that whole fiasco of this and that. And so as soon as Tennessee called, I'm like, tell them I'm in. Like, that's what I wanted to do. So I have the opportunity to do it, so I'm going to take it. So definitely want to get into just what this past year was like. But I saw on your uh, on your Twitter 
back in April. This, I, this is really interesting. This is your sophomore year. I mean, in college, a professor asked you guys what you want to do when you said professional football <laughs> player. And she said something more realistic, like a real job. And that was a yeah. quote. That, that she really said that to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in a, uh, I was in a <laughs> class. We have really small classes. So we only had like 1,700 people in my school. Yeah. So I was in a class of maybe like nine or 10 people because it was a major class too. It was somebody that was before I switched majors, but it was a major class at the time. And uh, I was the only dude in the class. And so <clears throat> she was like, you know what? Everybody, it's like the first day of class. And she's like, all right, guys, so what do you guys want to do? You know, give me give me uh, your name, where you're from, and your dream job. Like, just doing intros, right? And so everybody goes. <laughs> it's my turn to go. I'm like, Mason Kenzie, I went to Habersham Central High School, uh, sports comm major, and I want to play professional football. And she's like, but, like, give us, like a, like, a real job, like something more realistic. Like, you know, only less than 1% of people play professional sports. And I was like, nah, that – that's what I want to do. I want to be a professional football player. And she was like, okay, I guess, you know, if that's what you want to do. And I'm like, it kind of made me mad at the time, but looking back, it's just kind of like, okay. But you also have to realize too, like professors and people that are at smaller schools aren't used to that happening. You know, they, and it's nothing against the professor at all. It's just, no, it it's totally against it. the professor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Put her on blast. Yeah, it just motivated me. It was because they're not used to that happening. We have we had a dude that pitched in the majors for the Astros in the World Series. He came from Barry, and then there was me. But otherwise, we haven't had any pro athletes come out of Barry, so it's not actually that realistic, you know, if coming from there. But um, it, it was funny. It just motivated me as a as a freaking nineteen year old kid or however old I was. You know, it's like. Oh, I'm going to show her, you know, whatever, but it's kind of silly now, but. Well, the thing is we have her on line too. We're going to bring her on it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. But, but it's just a horrible thing to say. I don't know. I mean, yeah. why would you I shoot somebody? Yeah. Down? Like terrible. Yeah. She needs you, to get out of her bubble. You know, Mason, you're going to have a chance. You might not do it in OTAs, but you guys signed Janoris Jenkins. Mm -hmm. as defensive back. And he's as good as a cover corner as I've ever scouted at Florida. And then obviously he had some issues, went to North Alabama, D2. I went and saw him play when he was playing D2 at North Alabama just to see. And he was miserable. He could tell he didn't want to be there. He was used to going in the SEC, going head to head with the big dog. But what a great opportunity for you. Every chance you get to go against him, if you want to open eyes, of all your coaches and front office people, beat him in one-on-ones. And and I know one-on-ones isn't anything really, like, it's not the end all, but it'll open eyes up. That guy, and you'll see him, um, you may have seen him already in OTA. I don't even know if he's at OTAs or not, if he showed up, but Janoris Jenkins, you're fortunate enough that you could go against one of the best cover corners in the NFL. And, and what a great opportunity for you if you get a chance to show them, hey, I can uncover against him. I can uncover against anybody. So those are the things I always thought, you know, from a guy fighting to make the roster like yourself every year, those are the opportunities. Hey, step up. If you see Janoris getting that, you know, when you get that rotation, hey, I want to go against him. Like it, those are the things that can really put you on the map, you know, in those training camp battles. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think too, just 
for everybody on our team. I mean, we got some guys that are sticky in man coverage and that's something that I wasn't even used to in college. Like, no. you know, I was just so used to being able to just run by people, you know, and that, that's definitely not the case. So, um, yeah. I mean, taking every day too, just, just like I kind of said earlier, just taking every day as another opportunity, you know, just really focus, awesome. focus on one thing at a time and focusing on every rep that I can and just making sure I'm in the right spots and doing what I'm supposed to do. And, um, doing it with the right technique and whatever's whatever's helping the team. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for camp. I'm excited to get in these preseason games. I haven't actually got to play in a game yet. So, um, that's going to – that's really exciting. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Todd, yeah. you know, Downey, he coached with us in Buffalo. So, I, I always uh, like talking to him. Good coach. I think Todd's a really good coach. So, it's – Really yeah. engaging guy. Great. So, this year in, in New England, I mean, that would be kind of strange. So, I mean, you, you have all this sweat equity, but kind of built up with the Titans and training camp. And, you know, you don't get those preseason games really showing what you can do in a game. But they, they kind of know what you are as a player. And then let go, latch on with the Patriots, come back to Tennessee. You don't really see that very often. But with the Patriots, what was it like spending a few months there? I mean, it was very unpatriot-like season for them. Uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine what it was like behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing that it taught me in New England was, you know, I came into camp still trying to figure things out in Tennessee and, you know, trying to find a routine and trying to figure out, you know, when do I need to do this? When do I need to do that? Like, how is this going to fit into my schedule and what's best for me to learn certain things or when is the best time for me to watch film and things like that and being able to go into New England and seeing how a lot of those vets get vet guys during the season set their schedule it kind of taught me how to be a pro and taught me how to manage my time and do things efficiently i think that's the biggest takeaway i have from it um and then obviously just trying to pick the brains of as many people as you can you know you got jules and and nikhil and uh jacoby and all these guys like you can learn a million things from all three of them you know, and it's just trying to pick the brains and add some things that you can put in your toolbox to be able to use in your game and work on and just sharpen your tools. So um, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, obviously it didn't end like a lot of people see the season's ending in New England, but, you know, I thought that it was one of the most professional places in in football and sports, you know, the way that they handle their business and the way that they go about things. And I think that definitely carries over to Tennessee too, because Tennessee is very business, very professional, like, and they hold themselves to a high standard, which I love because that's kind of what my college coach taught me too, was, you know, you're going to do things the right way and you live with the results. So um, I enjoyed it though, man. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, shit, you're probably thinking Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm next in line, right? Put me in the slot, let me work. Small white guy, this is the place to be. This is a slot receiver. It's a good place to learn. It didn't work out, but, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Titans, though, they're, they're kind of Patriots south at this point. Yeah, no doubt. What about that all? I mean, that – that Titans offense, man, that is loaded, too. Like I, I, I was just writing about it the other day. I mean, you look at that ability to – I mean, you want to load up the box and stop Derrick Henry and have the receivers out wide. Ryan Tannehill is going to make you pay one-on-one. I mean, he's as accurate as any quarterback in the NFL. So, to be in that offense with your skill set, I mean, 
you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but what do you envision? Like what, what is kind of like your, your goal? I imagine you do kind of put yourself in that position on Sundays. I can bring this to this offense. What would it be? Um, I, you know, sometimes so when I was in college, our, our college coach used to say the guy on the top of the mountain didn't just fall there. That's what he used to say. Cause one of our mottos was keep climbing. So, and he used to say, don't ever look at the top. You just keep climbing. So, you know, I'm just trying to do everything that I can to put myself in the best position to help the team. Really. You know, I'm not, I'm trying not to make it about, you know, me or really set like, goals as far as oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. It's really just how can I help this team? How can I stick around? How can I be do what I need to do to be here? You know, um, and that's just really what I'm trying to focus on every day. Like I said, if I if I need to be the water boy, I would be. So, um, you know, just just trying to stack good days, really just stack good days. I mean, that's my goal right now is to try and limit mistakes and limit errors and and uh, and just stack good days on good days. You know, that's just my main focus right now. So that's what I can give you on that one. <laughs> oh, I like that. What do you like to do outside of football, Mason? I mean, what, what kind of what kind of guy are you? you know, what, what are your yeah, studies? I'm a, I'm a gamer, so I like to play video games a lot. Yeah, I really don't do too much. I kind I'm in a one bedroom apartment, so I'm by myself. And, really? Yeah, by myself and. Um, Single guy in Nashville, we feel pretty bad. <laughs> are you are you country music all the way, or do you? I, I listen to everything. Yeah, uh, you you come to Nashville, it's it's country all the time. You know, as far as music goes. So, um, but I don't mind it. I, I listen to everything. Um, my grandparents, my dad. I grew up on seventies, eighties rock and country music, and you know, all my uh, all my friends listen to rap music, so I listen to rap music too. Um, but yeah, I listen to everything, man. I, I, I like the live music in Nashville. There's a lot of talented people out here, man. A lot of talented people that you're like, dude, how's this guy not on the billboards? Like this guy's ridiculous. Yeah. It's um, so true. Yeah. And they're everywhere. I mean, just yeah. like sing, singing in the local restaurant, you know, like you're like, wow, this guy's really good. But yeah, I listen Uber to cafe is great too. You got to make your way down there. I know yeah. it's touristy, but it's a good spot. Yeah. About. Yeah, I I there the second week that I moved back down. <laughs> Is that right? I like it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> we we went down, I wanna say, God, this was like 2015, 2016 with some buddies. I don't know if you made your way to winners and losers, those two bars in Midtown, but one night Miranda Lambert was just there with a couple of our friends just <laughs> ripping through SIGs. And I think it was right when the Blake Shelton breakup was going on. So maybe that's that why was she was out with her girlfriends. And the last thing she wanted to see were, you know, a couple of us guys in basketball jerseys coming up to say, hey, but they're just not like all these country stars. It's just kind of like out and about, too. Like they're all there in Nashville, which is kind of cool. It's their city. Yeah. That's yeah, a great spot. So you like yeah. country a little bit then. Anybody that you listen to? Uh, Yeah, I like Chris Stapleton a lot. I listen to Chris Davidson a lot, kind of classic country. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, Kenny Chesney, I listen to Kenny Chesney here and there. Um, I also listen to like alternate music too, like stuff that just like might not even have vocals on it, like instrumentals, but not like rap instrumentals, just like almost like jazz music kind of. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I don't know, but it's just soothing, you know, maybe like when I'm studying or something. 
but chilling on the stove. And then we got to ask about the hot chicken sandwiches. Have, oh, have you hit the Have you hit oh, the yeah. rotation? Hattie B's. Oh yeah. Hattie B's yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, Prince's. Prince's. I went to Prince's uh, when I was scouting there and there. That was the first time I ever had the hot chicken. Oh yeah, it's and, great. Oh, great is yeah. the word. And yeah, nobody I, else makes it. Nobody else can make it the same. Oh no, no sir, no. I uh, I got a Hattie B's like three minutes down the street from me. I try not to. I not. I try not to go over there too. You know, <laughs> but tough. that'd be tough. It's good though. It's good stuff for sure. <laughs> That line is always crazy long, yep. too, right? But it's worth it. It's so oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Because so there's people touring Nashville every day of the week. You know what I mean? There's people down here just, oh, I got three days off. Let's go to Nashville. And it's like a Monday. And I'm like, dude, it's like traffic at like 2 o'clock. You're like, bro, what is going on? Why is there so many people here? But people love Nashville, man. They come here for all kinds of stuff. But Hattie B's every time. Somebody like people that just come to the city – Patty bees, they're going to hit it every time. That's why the line's so long. I'm like, dude, I got to wait 45 minutes for a chicken sandwich. It's crazy. Might as well go to Chick-fil-A. But it's worth the wait for sure. I think there's a – from what can you get, like, on the list and just, like, drink a beer across the street? I think we did that at some point. There's there's some strategery going on there that maybe yeah. – I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. What's day-to-day life really like for you? I mean, so you got you got OTAs. I mean, are you going to stay there all the way up to training camp? Or are you going to go back to Georgia? Um, uh, yeah, I might go back. Um, my dad's birthday is coming up, so I'll probably go home for like a week or two. Um, but I actually haven't taken a vacation in like three years, so I think me and my dad and my brother might go out for a little two or three day like guys trip. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'll probably go home, just hang out with the family a little bit. Cause once camp starts, I mean, I haven't, I've been here for two and a half, two and a half months, maybe three months, maybe something like that. I think I moved in late March, but uh, I haven't been home since. So it's been a minute since I've seen my family. So got to go, got to go see mom and dad for sure. Where are you guys going to go? I mean, you've thought about some spots, like that's the ultimate. Well, <laughs> we didn't want to do nothing like crazy. So I think what we might end up doing is my grandpa has a uh, camper. So we might go up into the woods, like next to a river or something and just kick it in the camper for a couple of days, start fishing, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some chill. That's great. <laughs> I love it. So Jim, I want to, you know, ask you this too, because all right. So Mason's coming up, you know, you got OTAs, yep. you know, you're putting film out there. You're busting your ass. You're trying to make an impression. You know, you get Jenkins one-on-one. You make a few plays. But day one of training camp, how many, like, roster spots are legitimately, you know, like, up for grabs? Because I just remember, like, thinking when by the time you hit that first preseason game, it's like, Jeff, Moses, you, you probably kind of know what kind of team you're going to have. Like, what what kind of opportunity does Mason have here? And, and I mean, every how much does every snap really matter, you know, in every drill? It's a great question that Tyler just asked because I will tell you, Mason, there aren't a lot of positions up for grabs. I can promise you that. Now, when I say that, every coach and front office guy at training camp is studying every player hard, hard. And what you're going to have an advantage of this year is preseason games, which that is going to be your chance. Like, you haven't had that, right? You haven't had any preseasons because you're only one. So this – this is where those games become huge. Like, yeah, every day, like you said, stack good days, put put it on tape, put it on, put it on the game in the preseason game. And there's a receiver 
I know you know this, Mason. Special teams is going to come into play, and that's how you make your that's how you make the team when you're fighting to make the team. But as far as roster spots go, I promise you, the roster is pretty much set in the front office's mind as far as how they see it going. It doesn't mean they won't change. It doesn't mean they're not evaluating every day, and 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 they're going to make every guy earn that that roster spot. You have to earn it. And, and you know that, Mason, that your whole attitude, the way you've talked tonight, you already know. It's about earning the position. You're not afraid of that. And, and that's why you're going to have – this is going to be a great competition for you this year. Um, I'm actually really excited, you know, when Tyler said you were coming on. I'm looking forward – this would make me watch a preseason NFL game. It's totally, like Mason yeah. fighting to make a team. I want to see how he plays. Like, you know, otherwise, I don't – who cares about, you know, the A.J. AJ Brown? Those guys, are, they're, they're good. Let's let's see how Mason does when he gets his chance. And when I say that the roster is pretty much set, that doesn't mean so that doesn't a guy mean, can make a play like, oh. in a preseason. I mean, everybody remembers um, Terrell Davis lighting up the guy on special teams, right. or and then he becomes a Hall of Fame running back. There, right. there could be a play or a moment, a, a preseason game where it's like, whoa, we gotta. But what Mason's doing right now, where the OTAs become huge in the training camp, is who retain coaches love guys that know what to do on every single play. Mason, right? I mean, you will they will fall in love with any player that knows what to do on every play. And I could just tell Mason as a student of the game, that's your way to the coach's heart, the front office's heart, and that's how you make a team. Do everything the right way. And when you get a chance to make a play, we had a receivers coach in New Orleans, the Saints, when I worked there. He's still there. He always told his receivers two things. The quarterback's always right and make a play. That was it. I don't want to hear anything else from you guys. Like, don't say it was a bad throw. Don't say I ran the right route. Just the quarterback's right and make a play. <laughs> and honestly, if you keep if you do that, if you kind of just do, run the right route every time and make a play when you get a chance, they will fall in love with you. So – do you see it that way, Mason, where you have to do everything right almost all the time? Do you feel that or you don't necessarily feel it? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just – it's a business, you know. Coaches, scouts, DMs, yep. they have yep. people to feed too. You know there what I mean? Know. It's just like the players do. So, that's that's what makes it the greatest sport, in my opinion, is because it's the best players in the world. You know what yep. I mean? It's such a small percentage. So, they're going to put the people out there that they think have the best chance to win football games. It's not that – Oh, I don't like you or, or it's not, it's not high school football. You know, it's not your dad pays for the booster clubs. I'm gonna play. <laughs> not that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they have people to feed too, you know, and, and their job relies on producing and winning football games. Are you excited to play in a preseason game? I mean, it's been a oh, while since you, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our first, uh, our first preseason game is in Atlanta. So, and I'm. Oh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gonna the only football game I've ever been to was a preseason game in Atlanta. So um, now my first game will be a preseason game in Atlanta. It's kind of funny how uh, that plays out, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm thrilled, man. I'm I'm really excited. Um, just I haven't even played in the game since the East West Shrine game, like two Januarys ago. You know, so it's it's been a minute game so um, a lot of hard work I, a lot of hard work being put in that oh yeah seen yet yep i mean like that i remember jamie chadwell the coastal carolina yeah. head coach yeah. and when we were talking you know it, it sounds corny and cliche but he's like i need to find guys who just genuinely love football 
when you're competing against the Alabamas and the Clemsons down there in the South. And his point was like in football, as opposed to baseball or basketball or soccer, like you only have a handful of games. Like you better love it to like get up every day to do something other than play a game. Like you don't just practice. Like when you practice basketball, you're playing pickup, you're, you're scrimmaging, you're doing football. It's just different. Like you genuinely got to love it day in and day out. So no doubt. No doubt. Seems like you're right there, man. I, and real quick too, I think you're, did you work with his wide receivers coach? Is, is it Rob Moore? Rob Moore. Oh, yeah. Rob is so old. Oh, Rob Moore. Oh man. I might've brought it. I thought you guys would have. Did Rob he Moore is, no, oh. no, he worked. Yeah. He was with us under uh, Maroon. Okay. Awesome dude. Um, oh yeah. But the story, the Bell Biv DeVoe, this is too old for Mason to know, but there's an old R and B group called Bell Biv DeVoe. And look, you can Google this. When we get off this little call, but look up the Rob Moore, Bell Biv DeVoe. Um, there's a lyric in one of their songs and people think it's, it has something to do with Rob Moore and some girls and <laughs> he'll tell you the story when you bring it up. No, trust me, he will. And tell him you spoke to, you can look my name up to Jim Monas. Tell him you spoke to me. We talked about it. He, he'll talk about it. If you look it up and bring it up to him, he'll probably, he'll probably jaw drop that you know about it. But Belle <laughs> DeVoe, Rob Moore, look it up when we get off this. <laughs> Rob Moore is, you couldn't learn much more from a guy. Who's, yeah, you know, man. That he is, man. You want to talk about tough? Bob Moore. He's, he, he's a great coach, man. He's a great coach. Yeah, great coach, man. I, I love going to work every day and learning what I learned from him because he's done it. You know what I mean? He did it for a long time and he was really yeah. good at it. You know what I mean? So it's different, you know, trying to learn from people that haven't necessarily been in your shoes. But when you see a guy that's done it and he's done it a certain way and he was very productive, man. And he's just trying to share that knowledge with you. Like it makes it enjoyable, you know? So you, you can yeah. ask him about, you can ask him about our dinner in Buffalo with uh, Mike Evans it, uh, before he was drafted by Tampa. That, that draft we, we hosted Mike Evans. We, Rob had a nice little talk with Mike Evans too at dinner. So you can bring that up to him too. He'll, he's probably going to look at you like, what, how do you know any of this stuff? But it'll be a good, he'll smile. He'll smile. No doubt. We are in a great you. spot, Mason. This was uh, this was awesome. Yeah, man. We can't thank you enough for spending some time with us here tonight. Yeah, man. No doubt. I appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, thanks for hitting up Shane and asking me to come on. I appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. Any anytime you want to come on, let us know, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, no doubt. I got you. Good luck, Mason. Good luck this year, man. I can't wait to watch. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Best appreciate luck to you, man. Thank you. Bye bye.